From the PSIA ASI Studios in Lakewood, Colorado, I'm George Thomas. What a fun chat we're going to have this evening with Ron Kipp. Uh, Ron, we're having a talk about what we're not going to talk about. <laughs> Perfect. So I saw a YouTube video starring you the other day entitled Hands Up, and I was kind of like, uh, is Ron getting arrested? What's up? <laughs> Might as well have been after after that video for sure. <laughs> what prompted this? Because I love the topic. Well, you know, actually, I made I made this video uh, two years ago when I first came to Squaw, and uh, I had a new job at Squaw. You know, I came from the U.S. ski team, uh, the education department. You know, with Alpine Education. And I'm back in the trenches, and I'm here at Squaw with 320 coaches, and what am I going to do? And I came in from a day out on the slope, you know, and we have courses all over the place. We have coaches all over the place. And I kept hearing them talk about hands. And I just, I came inside and like, what am I going to do about this? Because that's not a good thing. Uh, you know, we should be emphasizing things a little closer to the ski. <laughs> and, and so this video actually came out of that. And uh, just, you know, me trying to get across to, uh, you know, our over 320 coaches that we have here at Squaw Alpine. So um, came from there. But very applicable to all of us as snow sports instructors. Oh, totally. You know, and, and it's one of those things that's been really good about being back in the trenches is that seeing what's out there. I think, you know, the last, uh, the previous six years with the U.S. ski team, I saw bits and pieces, but not being right in there uh, with the day-to-day coaches and then actually seeing, you know, these cliches that they kept throwing out, you know, shove your hands forward, push this here, you know, um, you know, teach into the hands, which is probably or not probably, it is the easiest single thing to see on a, on a skier or on anybody. You know, the hands are easy out there seeing, you know, the center of mass and down the kinematic chain. That's, that's tough stuff. And so it's, it's really not all that surprising that coaches, you know, and instructors go and coach the hands. I'm just, I don't know, when I saw that, it just made me think, oh my gosh, I mean, we really do. It's so easy to jump to the obvious. Yeah. And, uh, you know, since our hands do stick out there, it is really obvious. And, uh, you know, if you don't have a lot of tools in your toolbox, it's a very easy thing to see. And I think especially... I think a lot of us have been coached that way. So, uh, you know, we, we try to, you know, get forward by moving our hands forward. And in essence, all we did is move our hands forward and our butt back a couple inches in our center mass is basically in the same spot, forward and aft on the skis. So we have a nice position, hands, you know. We shouldn't forget about hands, but um, sometimes I think we might just overdo it a little bit. So how do we address this and move forward and, and develop from it? learn from it well, i think one of the things is we have to think about what we're really trying to do and i think a lot of people are trying to create a nice balanced athletic stance which is a really good uh motivation that's it's something we should you know really start with but we have to think about what is the joints what pieces of our body are actually connected to the tool the tool being our ski and that will influence the skis action the most. And then we can work up the kinematic chain in a way. I think in the, in the video, I bring out the number 1,296 being 1,296 <laughs> degrees of freedom 
or other choices that you could make, you could actually talk about instead of the hands, or I guess you'd have 1,295 you know, degrees of freedom that you could talk about. So there's a lot of other choices, a lot of other things we can talk about. We can talk about moving the hips forward. That's nice, you know, by extension of the hips. We could actually even talk about opening the knee. You know, we always talk about bending the knee, but if we open the knee and bend the ankle, that's going to move the, uh, the center mass forward because that's usually what somebody's trying to do is get somebody, you know, their, their so-called junk out of the trunk and get them somewhere between the bindings. So working, yeah. working farther down the, something that's closer to the ski. You know, I've been teaching for 32 years. I've never heard open the knee. And as you described that, it was great. I totally could see the hips <laughs> coming up over the ankles. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's kind of a funny one because, you know, we're kind of brought up with that benzene knees, $10, please. And um, I think because our forefathers, they had such great ankle flexion because of those soft, soft boots. They had no choice. And then they had to bend the knee. So, you know, they're trying to bend the knee to bend the ankle. And uh, we're kind of stuck with that. And uh, um, we kind of forget about that ankle. Somewhere out there, there's even another video where I talk about ankles, but instead of talking about the flexion, although I'll talk about that briefly, is actually about the tension in the ankle. You know, because what we're trying to do with these hands is, is usually create a balanced athletic stance, get some weight towards the front of the ski, and, you know, people talk about, you know, having flexion in the ankle. And that's, that's nice. It's a nice look, but it's actually that tension in the ankle that we really want to strive for. So after we forgot about our hands, we needed something to talk about. And so actually we went to the ankle, going to the ankle, not just the flexion, but actually the tension in the ankle. So one thing builds on another, I guess. Now, Ron, I'm still kind of hung up on the hands here. Uh, and you mentioned that originally with coaching. And uh, when I hear Ron Kipp, I think skills quest. That's the first thing that comes to mind, U.S. ski team. <laughs> And really what you've done to uh, bring the importance of snow sports instruction uh, to the U.S. ski team. And uh, I really love the connection. Uh, would there be more of an emphasis? I know when people are talking about racing in a lesson and they talk about a racer leaning over and you know, you go into the de description of, no, that racer's not leaning. Their shoulders are level. Um, but the hands definitely stand out with a ski racer. Is that even more so, or do you see that more in racing than you do in snow sports instruction? No, I, you know, I think it's pretty much the same, you know, whether we're going around gates or we're just making right and left turns. And one of the cool things about ski racing is it's not just racing, it's ski racing. And I think because of my background with PSIA and with ski instruction, I might have just a little more appreciation for that because of uh, the way I was raised. So, you know, I tend to look at first the ski racer as a skier. And I think, we, you know, we have the same biomechanics. We have the same physics going on. So we have the same sort of challenges out there. The only difference is, is we go around red and blue poles as, as ski racers. So first we have to be a good skier. Then we can be a good ski racer. Now, one of the things, Ron, that I noticed uh, with your video is posted on a good friend of mine, Tyler Barnes's page. And um, some of the comments that were coming in, like toes up, uh, other things that we, we concentrate on. And, and it really got me thinking about our teaching language. Uh, any input you have on that? Because uh, talk about what we're not going to talk about. You know, are there things that we say that can get confusing, uh, even though they make sense to us? 
You know, I, I think that's actually a really, that's actually a really good question, George, because I think a lot of times we end up teaching to our methodology and toes up is a great example because a lot of times we've been stuck in, you know, weight on the ball of the foot and pushing down on the ball of the foot, that sort of thing. And it seems funny to bring your toes up to the top of the boot, but the toes going up are a common, not a combination. They're part of the muscle group that dorsiflex the ankle. So as you dorsiflex the ankle, those muscles, the tibialis anterior, actually goes to the toes and lifts those also. So by raising those toes, we're dorsiflexing the ankle and we're creating that tension in there. If our goal is to stand on the ball of the foot, we end up pushing down on the ball of the foot and that tends to open the ankle or create plantar flexion, which then can have a result of putting us in the back seat. So we've, we've reached the goal of pushing down on the ball of the foot but the end result is our center mass goes in the back seat. So it's one of those things that we have to think about what is our real goal there? And our goal seems like in this case is to get some mass forward or to create some pressure towards the tip of the ski. And we do that by moving the center mass that direction. So if I do that with dorsiflexion or flexing the ankle or closing the joint of the ankle, my center mass will go forward. I create pressure on the front of the ski. The front of the ski can start to turn you know, engage in the snow, excavate the snow away, make the carved turn, and, and life is good. So our real goal is to make that turn, or, you know, as opposed to the goal of just getting on the ball of the foot. And this is the problem we have on the science end, which is another hat that I wear, is that we put these very expensive insoles in our boot, you know, 2000 bucks a shot, and we can see where pressure is underfoot. But the problem with skiing is it's not like walking uh, down a sidewalk, you know, which has pressure just on the bottom of our foot, but we have pressure all sorts of places on our foot. And, you know, if you talk to Bodie Miller, he'll tell you that you don't even stand on the bottom of your boot. You stand on the side of your boot, you know, the medial or the inside part of your foot there. And that's the part that's why Bodie can get those sick, those extreme edge angles and things is that his goal is, you know, not just standing like we would normally stand in our, our sneakers or our street shoes, but actually feeling the inside of that boot, you know, or the inside of that, uh, even our sock, you know, trying to get that part on the snow. So we have to think, you know, what is our real, our real motivation or our real goal, uh, you know, when we're trying to make a turn. So, you know, and what happens when in we get that scared? Too much. <laughs> <laughs> when, you know, we're in huge bumps or ice, whatever it is that that's a little mm -hmm. bit beyond our fear threshold I always find that uh, the ball, there my toes ball up. They do the opposite oh, uh -huh. of lifting, <laughs> and that and that might be just a process of you trying to create tension in your boot, or you might need a little bit of boot fitting to take up a little room. <laughs> <laughs> now, Ron. In conclusion, we've talked about our ankles and gone all the way up to our hands. Uh, Give us a few kind of uh, final thoughts to leave us with as we wrap up. Well, I think to kind of to kind of bring the whole thing full circle is we want to always tell the athlete or our client what to do. We don't want to leave them with that what not to do because we tend to go to that dominant thought. You know, in the in the video, I have a little uh, little piece in there of a guy he's pounding the nail in a board. You know, he takes a gander at his thumb, and, of course, then he hits his thumb. So it's that, that white elephant uh, in the room uh, um, process there. So we want to tell him what to do, and we have to tell him exactly what to do. But we don't want to tell him, 
just mechanically what to do with our body, but maybe what we want to actually do to that ski. I want to create some pressure on the tip. Okay, that's really getting forward. I don't have to say, you know, move your hips forward or even flex your ankles or create tension in your ankles, but you know, maybe just make that tip heavy up there. Our body is really, really smart. It will figure out what to do, you know, providing we're not a, a ranked beginner or something. It, it's going to figure out how to make that tip heavy up there. Just understanding what that ski is doing and even imagining what that ski is doing as you enter a turn. You know, I can almost picture that wide part of my tip getting heavy, that wide part then starting to excavate a little snow away. I have a base in which I can stand against or push against, you know, as it excavates a turn or excavates a, um, a groove into the snow. And that is the start of my arc turn. So I'm actually trying to really bring it right down to that ski level. You know, I should say ankle level, ski level, and right into the snow level. So trying to think what I'm really doing as opposed to what I'm not doing. Well, Ron, it has been wonderful talking to you about what we're not going to talk about. I sure appreciate you taking the time to (laughs) chat with us this evening. Oh, George, always a pleasure. Ron Kipp joining us on First Chair from the PSIA ASI Studios in Lakewood, Colorado. I'm George Thomas.